Welcome to the first edition of the Dark Side of Hawaiian Politics. I'm the National Crisis. This is DJ Derbs. And we're here to give you the, late, the most latest update news that is happening in our homestead and our communities, Paiaina wide. So I hope you like the show. We'll be running through our hot topics throughout the week. And the hot topics will consist of yours truly, the Department of Homeless Hawaiians, Office of Hawaiian Affairs, the Board of Regents, and our Royal Trusts. So first topic for today, Haoli La Kuokoa. We have a special guest, DJ Derbs, and he'll give you a quick segment on the importance of Haoli La Kuokoa. Aloha La Kuokoa, all you listeners out there, welcome on this special day, November 28, 1843, Great Britain and France signed the Anglo-Franco Proclamation forever solidifying the independence of the Hawaiian Kingdom in the Hawaiian Territory. 1893, the illegal overthrow, and in 1895, Sanford B. Doe, who facilitated the illegal overthrow, attempts, tries his best to change the national holiday, La Kuokoa Hawaiian Independence Day, to La Ho'omaikai, Thanksgiving Day. In 1895, in the newspaper, New Pepa Kuokoa explains how the beginning of the denationalization, Americanization, and the severing of our Mo'okuauhau and Olelo began on this day, 2019, November 28th. La Kuokoa is the day that the dark side of Hawaiian politics is being launched to the world, to the community, to bring support in efforts of aloha, kekahi i kekahi. So we need to celebrate La Kuokoa as it once was celebrated for over 175 years ago, but we need to break the chains, unveil the oppression of our colonized minds and remove the Americanization and those stories and replace it with the stories that was taken away from before in our history. Haoli la kuokoa. All in and we're gonna reach out to one of our our most dearest, Aloha Aina and O Kapoole, and he'll be giving you guys a little uh, insight of the historical context of how we use La Kuokoa on Mokuokeave just a few um, just a few months ago, uh, not a months, but a few years ago when we did. And um, he has a little insight to, to this historical day, which why we dropped um, our first The Dark Side of Hawaiian Politics on La Kuokoa. So thanks to DJ Derbs, the Ma'a family, and everybody, which the campaign five years ago, four years ago, correct me if I'm wrong, brothers, we went down and we unanimously got La Ho'i Ho'i Ea and La Kuokoa approved. You was there, champ, state champ. We were there. So mahalo nui to Moko Keave and the researches of our native Hawaiian leaders, DJ Derbs, Ma'a, and all the Aloha Aina warriors that was strategically with La Kuokoa and La Ho'i Ho'i Ea four years ago, unanimously voted approved Hawaii County. So right after Hawaii County approves La Kuokoa, we move it to Maui County, 2016. 
they approve Laku Okoa. And then we move it to Kauai County, 2017. They approve Laku Okoa as a part of our national ontology and identity that we need and deserve to celebrate. In 2018, it went into a bill to become a paid state holiday. Mahalo, Senator English, for introducing that bill in 2018, but it's coming up this January in 2019, folks, and we need to get Laku Okoa passed to become a paid state holiday so that we can truly understand, feel, and understand who we are under that history when it becomes a paid state holiday, folks. Don't forget about us. Keep tuning in until January. Here's our special speaker, Inoa Kapa Kapa. Ole, guys. Aloha, kapo ole. So we were just giving them a little context of of the great work our Native Hawaiian leaders did out in out in um, the university in Aromoko Kiave, um, DJ Derbs, the Maaohana, and every uh, one national that always came out and done everything with us. And so now we're at our historical Lakuokoa uh, incident on the Mauna, the Aina Mauna legacy. Mr. Eno Kapo Ole, welcome you to the dark side of Hawaiian politics. Yes, sir. It's good to be here. Aloha kako. In the in the light, but we come from the dark. What's up, everybody? Haole laku okoa. Haole laku okoa. So, so we wanted we we, we, we we know you called in for this special moment, and we wanted you to update them on the historical context of laku okoa and what happened on the mauna. Cut it up. Well, um, as we know, uh, some of the historical significance of this day 176 years ago um, and the deep history that we've um, tried to recover and reclaim that's been hidden from us um, and now in this day and age I, I believe it's our it's our duty as Kanaka and uh, people of the Lahui to um, use these dates not only to celebrate and commemorate hey, oh, hey, and oh. sing and dance and shock and jive but to actually get to work and to inspire the next generation of Aloha and to start taking action um, on our on our lands in our communities and uh, that's kind of some of the the mo'okuau how we come from right if you look at the history these dates were used as rallying points um, uh, throughout the generations for our Lahui and uh, for us, you know, the last three years, three years ago, was a big day for us. Lakuokoa on the Mauna um, was when a group of us, um, beneficiaries, weightlifters, and Hawaiian home uh, community members. And Hawaiian nationals. Lahui community members, yes, Hawaiian nationals, of course, at the core of all of it. Hawaiian nationals, right, all of us. Um, but really the weightlifters of Mokuokiave coming together, forming the Beneficiary Trust Council with representatives from all six districts of Mokuokiave um, and asserting their undivided interests yeah. Yeah, to their national lands, to the reclamation and the repatriation and the rehabilitation of the Hawaiians on Hawaiian homelands. So three years ago, um, the BTC was formed, as it's known, Mokuokiave, um, and also the the construction of Ahuaula, led by one of our Kuhi Kuhi Pu'uones of Mokuokiave, yeah. Anakala Kio Nekalave from the Puna district. Mm. Um, 
he led us in constructing Ahu Aula, which with each stone that was constructed with this Ahu coming from Ohana, from Okuokiave, from the whole Paihaina really, um, and each stone representing those who have passed waiting for Hawaiian homes, waiting for justice um, that we've never received, we've never been um, acknowledged from the fake state and from the federal government of the corporate Americas. Mm. And so um, Ahu Aula was constructed in honor of those who passed on the Hawaiian homelands waiting list. The death list, right? The death list, as it's, you know, as it should be referred to, or people should know, don't wait. Do not wait on this list. It's a death sentence. And so that group, the BTC, along with us, the Kanaka Ranger program, in its infancy, in its early stages, um, rallying together on Mokuokiave to assert and exercise our rights as Hawaiian nationals. Um, to these lands and so that was the beginning I believe of what we see happening on the mountain on Hawaiian homelands right now which is Hawaiians returning to assert and exercise their rights and protect their uh, inherent um, inheritance basically right we are the Hawaiian nationals we are the heirs of the kingdom and so what you see up on Mauna Kea has been uh, generations in the making yeah, from Anakala Sani Kaniho, folks, and what they There you go, hey, 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 you got to run the names for them one time. Cities. Run a name for them one time, Uncle Sonny Kaniho, and um, Uncle Joe Tasso. Uncle Joe Tasso. Come on, breed some Anthony names, Monica, breed some names for us. Anaka. There you go. Um, I forget, uh, what's, what's, uh, Uncle's, um. Pele Iholani. Yeah, Pele Iholani. Yes, yes. All the same one is coming back together. Um, to keep the fire going on Mokuokiave, right? Yes. Just like the volcano. We never stop. We might take break a little while, but soon enough, could have another eruption. And so uh, that's what you see on the Mauna, right? Yeah. That eruption has occurred this year, but it's taking a lot of work. And so we acknowledge those who came before from La Kuokoa, from the uh, Hui Aloha Aina, right? From the Hawaiian Homes act and those who died waiting uh and all the way up right we have a we have a tight history a tight how that we tie into and we don't forget where we come from and who we are that's how we move forward on the mauna on hawaiian homelands yes so there you guys have it man this is this is our brother down on the on the far hamakua side Calling in on the dark side of Hawaiian politics. Uh, we yeah, mahalo you for call, calling in. Backside over here, backside of the Mauna, looking up. Yes, brother. So we, we mahalo for you for call up. Side. Yes, yes. Hopefully you drop in the next episode. So there you guys have it, Lahui and old Kapaole smashing, smashing this whole episode. So we logging back in. Come back in the next minute. Yes, I connect. Okay, Chief. Stay connected. Aloha. Mahalo kapaole, uh. We really got to mahalo uh, the things uh, that was shared cause, and, and expand on a lot of those things because one of those things um, that he brought up was um, the death list, yeah. The death list, that's a serious list, yeah. The Hawaiian kingdom is a serious uh, situation. When we go and mention we're the Hawaiian kingdom, they say, no, the Hawaiian kingdom doesn't exist. We ignore you. Okay, this is America. Okay, this is America. 
Hawaiian Homes Commission Act. Congress approved for the rehabilitation. So why are we waiting on a list until we die? That is an unconscionable thinking. That is almost like a suicide, if you think about it. Hawaiians have the highest rate of suicide right now. This is how serious our situation is, guys. We need our rehabilitation, and our rehabilitation is simple. All we need to do is plant our own food on our own land and consume that food and gather our resources, like our pipi, our uh, meai, our royal pipi that King Kamehameha Ekahi left for us on Mauna Kea in 1794. Yeah, we are the heirs, that's our food. Mm -hmm. We need to start eating our organic foods that's grown up in our forest and our ia that's on our kai and grow our kalo, ulu, uwala and our lauai to be healthy once again. And I'm not only talking about physically healthy but mentally healthy. Mentally healthy is why this launches today on La Kuokoa. Mm -hmm. I was raised loving Thanksgiving because that was the biggest event all my family used to come to, all the kikis used to play, but now I know the truth. And once the truth comes out, once the truth is revealed, you'll feel the shackles be released from your thinking. You'll feel the shackles be taken off from your brains, from your minds. And that's why we launched this today mm -hmm. on La Kuokoa, because we need to all reclaim our kuokoa and that's what we're gonna do in january when it comes up to be a paid state holiday so laui if you guys are available we advise you guys to go and get connected go get educated go get uh go get your fix of la kuokoa on moko keave and uh thank you dj derbs for cutting it up and we'll be getting live straight into our hot seat fire with the Department of Homeless Hawaiians in a few seconds. DJ Derbs. So today, on our first ever, my first ever podcast, we are we are starting our our La Kuokoa version of Smash or Pass. So in this in this series of um, in this series of our dark side of Hawaiian politics, we are going to dive into a small thing that we like to do. We like to get straight to the point. We like to talk about specific issues. And at the end of the specific issue, we want you just as long as just as us, we're going to do in session. By the end of our communication, we will say smash or pass. So this would be smash or pass will be dedicated to how we view that does this benefit our communities or does this affect our community in a bad way? So, first up on smash or pass hot seat for the Department of Hawaiian Homeless is Isla's appointment. D-Day Derbs, you're on the clock. Let's take us back to July 15, 2019. Try to protect TMT Mauna Kea and two days later, the arrest of those kupuna occurred. And you know who ordered that arrest? You know who approved that arrest? None other 
that can approve the arrest of the kupuna on Mauna Kea is the chairman for the Department of Hawaiian Homelands. That's William Isla, folks. His appointment is coming up in January to continue the corruption, to continue the incarceration of Hawaiians, and we need to stop that immediately. So be sure, be ready. We need to stop Isla's reappointment into the chair position or else we'll just see more evictions, more incarcerations, and more contracts to non-beneficiary corporations, individuals that do not deserve to benefit from the Congressional Rehabilitation Act 1920 Hawaiian Homes Commission Act, people. So people, wake up. Get ready. We need to appoint a new chair that will lead us in the right direction to stop incarceration, to stop the illegal evictions of Hawaiians on Hawaiian homelands, and we need to move forward. So, DJ Derbs, smash or pass? I give that a thousand smashes. Smash. <clears throat> so, Lahui, Isla's appointment. From the view that we see it from Moko Keave, um, DJ Derb said it the best, um, arresting our kupuna are unhealthy uh, to continue to lie about the issue of the lands belonging to the Department of Transportation is a continuance of the ignorance that continue to plague our society. And this stems from Department of Homeless Hawaiians. Um, commissioner, commissioners have approved a lot of great things, but as for Isla, Bill Amalaya, I got a smash. We cannot let this pass, Lahui, because this guy is truly a career criminal, and these are the kinds of people we need to truly make a, make a point to expose so they can never hurt our families again. So, just like DJ Derb says, it's a smash. Next up, DHHL, we have Act 14, Lands and Roads Settlement. DJ Derbs, cut it up. You bam, got one bam, minute. bam, bam. Isla giving me the gavel. That's what created this whole thing. And here's my gavel on Isla. Act 14, illegal attempt of transfer of Hawaiian beneficiary lands. In meeting minutes, we already established our right to the road and the entire 70,000 acres on Mauna Kea. And two times, Isla came and crushed our houses, which tries to suppress and take away our link to no transferring of the Mauna Kea access road to the state of Hawaii because it's only a part of a long list of illegal transfers where the state of Hawaii helps themselves to beneficiary lands without allowing benefit or rehabilitation to go to the Hawaiian. They keep taking, similar to the rail, that's what's happening now, 50 acres, the brain of the rail is on Hawaiian homelands, 11 years without a permit. And our house, our Keiki Library up on Mauna Kea can't even last seven days. And we're not going to charge them no rent. That's another smash for the attempt of transfer of Mauna Kea Access Road to the state of Hawaii, folks. Beneficiaries rise up. Smash or pass? Smash. Smash. <clears throat>
So <clears throat> we're about to wrap it up. And so this is our first session. Being our first session is kind of rough. Um, we have this. We have this other episode that we want to bring to you live, and this this live part of the show is we like to call it in um, in our great reverence to our to one of our lost uncles, one of our legends, Uncle Pacheco. He's been a legend throughout Moco Keave as, as 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 far as our families know since the plantation days forward. Um, Uncle Joe Pacheco and his uh, not Uncle Joe Pacheco, Kalamai. Walter Pacheco, but they're obviously cousins. So we love both, but Walter Pacheco, he used to have this one little clip within his radio pod, uh, within his radio station. And if you guys know it, it was called the Blotter Report. So the Blotter Report would consist of your local family names doing extracurricular activities. Um, he would go down the list and he would name your family member if they were lucky and they would name the crime that they did and the specific uh, duties they would have to do for the crime. So, in a loving memory for our Walter Pacheco, we decided, DJ Derbs and the National Crisis and Ohana, decided that we want to carry on the Blada Report. But, the name is not out and running yet, we don't want to use the Blada, but it's basically going to be talking about, throughout the week, we are going to pick two to three or four, depending how great everybody plays and what the stats show, we will highlight them every week, give you an update about the criminal, what they have done with the crime and the punishment repayment. So, um, similar to a smash and pass, we wanna, we wanna call this free or fraud. Right? You want to call it something like a free or fraud. So, we will start off with a simple one. It's always been the topic for the past year. Mrs. Kealoha and Mr. Kealoha. So, this gig, we'll say at the end of it, do you feel for them that they should be free? Or you should call it what it is, fraud. So, Catherine Kealoha, DJ Derbs, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to show you a little something about back history about this and you tell me if it's free to pass or if it's fraud and go to jail. So we know we know Mrs. Kealoha is going underneath uh, a critical time right now health wise but a few years back when they were living the lavish life as rock stars, um, lead prosecutors and um, living the lavish life of police chiefs, um, they did highly um, disrespectful uh, criminal things. One, Mrs. Kealoha took hundreds of thousands of dollars away from her, her tutu. Um, most of us would never do that. Most of us would never do that. And so, for that being said, from what you see now, what is your reflection on Kealoha and where she's at right now? Fraud, go to jail. Fraud, go to jail. So, Kealoha, this part of the section how we just ask these questions and give a little update on who these people did, who these people are, and what affiliations they had with their crimes. Um, we want to get straight down to the point because sometimes, you know, people are torn when they see high politicians in high places getting busted. They feel like there's some kind of compassion rate where they should be freed for the things that they do to our communities and our family members. So it's a very important part of our dark side of Hawaiian politics to explore this because we are not bringing up. 
um, those people who steal candy bars from KTA store or from Armana Pool Wagons. These people are career criminals in high profile spaces. So when we bring these names to, to our communities, we only wanna know, do we let them free or are they fraud and shall we hold them accountable? So Keoloha, we're sorry, but the community has spoken, the court cases have shown. So Keoloha, just like DJ Derp said, is fraud. Go to jail. Go to jail. Next on the chopping block is a state prosecutor who has been federally investigated and has just been going to court hearings recently. This, this um, individual right now, we don't have the name, but we'll post it, um, is a very high prosecutor that resides in Honolulu that has been in the prosecuting office for quite some dinosaur years. And so with that being said, we want to um, shed some light on these people. But from what he has shown, he has a clear tie to the Kealoha case. Do you know anybody, um, do, do you know in particular the state prosecutor that I'm, I'm talking about? The department, the state of Hawaii prosecutor's office, supposed to conduct themselves with the highest of morals when the heads are the ones that's being investigated. They're all fraud. They all need to leave. You need to clean the whole house out and get rid of the hundred years of corruption. There you go, Kako. Because the heads are being investigated. Kealoha needs to keep talking. Yeah, let's give her a plea deal. Let's get her out of jail, but reveal it all. Reveal it Don't all. Don't stop with just one. Reveal it all. There you go. Need DJ Derbs clear says it's all. years of fraud. Fraud. We need to clear the fraud. We need to clear the corruption. Boom. Right. Fraud. So, Mr. Prosecutor, you'll be taking a vacation with yours truly, Mrs. Keoloha, anytime soon. Compliments of the state of Hawaii and the federal justice system. Next up on the... So, the last, the last session of ours, we always like run down. It's called a shot clock. The shot clock, we got 30 seconds. We shoot down all of our shout outs across the pie aina. Family members, they got local business, they got local foods, they got local activities that are doing educational campaigns and that are at occupations. So we started off with our families out in Hunana Niho, Kalima Ohana, Kuike, Ohelo Ohana, then we out in Kalailoa, shouting out to the Kalailoa Ohana, Wainai, um, Kaukohu, Vahilani, all of the Kia'is out there holding it down and that got arrested. Mahalo for keep videotaping and showing the lahui on the other islands. Mahalo. Uncle uh, Ari Kahuku, all the titas and the Tongan Ohanas, all Ari Kahuku holding it down. Over 230-something arrests, lahui. Stand up for your Aloha Aina patriots. And to our local our local vendors, we got Hei Hawaiiao, we got Hawaiian Kingdom Mares, we got the, we got the, um, we have our La'a Ma'apa'a, um, radio station that always support. We got our Na'au News now. We got uh, Mahalo to the Ma'ele occupation. The Ma'ele occupation. And to the Alani Ohana down in Ho'okena. Uh, to the Haina Ohana out in Kohala. To the Ava Bar out in Kona. If you guys ever want your Ava, go get your Ava. Get numb. Get catchy. Get connected. Your Ava Club out in Kona. And no Kapaole. Shout out to the Ohanas in Hana. Protecting the Vai, trying to return the Vai. Shout out to the Navai Eha Ohana. Aloha. Save those O'opu. And shout out to the Lahaina Keahi Ohana. Kukiai Mauna. Kukiai Mauna, guys. Kukiai Mauna, Kukiai everything. 
And so, haole laku okoa. This is your first episode of the dark side of Hawaiian politics. Yours truly, Hawaiian crisis. Yours truly, DJ Derbs, six days in 60 minutes. Stay tuned once a week, guys. Stay connected.